Yo. Yo. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Guess what week it is, boys and girls? It's fight week. It's big fight week. It's insane fight week, in fact. Uh oh, it's always insane when Connor fights. Uh trilogy going down this weekend. You know how happy I am? I'm so happy. Uh man, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Um including your main card picks and yeah all that fun stuff that we do here so um man where do we even start this week <laughs> uh nothing this week obviously in the sense of pay-per-view wise there was nothing going on this weekend um or last weekend I should say yeah. last weekend there's nothing going on obviously if you're here in the United States uh July 4th 4th of July obviously so no sports they robbed us of of, of sports which was kind of boring because you know who doesn't imagine a ufc on the 4th of july oh my god dude, i know you'd have to get like the perfect you'd have to get like the perfect card for that and yeah you'd have to have we would be on that oh for sure yeah. for sure with hands down without a doubt you'd definitely have to throw covington on there um yeah, but no, like like I said, no sports this weekend, uh, basically. And then this week, uh, it's been, uh, let's see, this week it's been a buildup so far. So, uh, obviously, you got all the major media outlets covering everything. Um, I'm trying to cover stuff as much as I can. Uh, this week alone, I know tomorrow is the press conference or thursday is the press conference friday is the weigh-ins and then saturday is game day game time yep and uh all of that fun stuff but uh but yeah they're already kind of doing like media and stuff like that i was reading some articles earlier on what's going down and who you should bet on and all this fun stuff there's Uh, a couple of there's a couple of stuff that uh i would like to cover before we go into like the main stuff all right, all right. Let's go ahead and um, there's a there's a fight that I actually uh, put on my Instagram story. It's been announced for August twenty eighth headliner. Um, Barboza. Barboza versus Giga Chikaski, and th- this fight will be a, a striking battle. I think that's a that's a that that's that's a great fight for Barboza. I feel like. No, I, I feel like Giga's going to win, to be honest. I feel I feel like it's a great fight for Barboza. I mean, kind of tough in a sense, you know. Uh, after all, Edson Barboza just did come back. So, I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's great for Barboza. I'm glad to see him, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting to get back in there so soon. Uh, August, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, and it's a headline August, of the August twenty eighth card. August twenty eighth. I don't know what else is on. I mean, yeah, I don't really see anything else in August, and I don't see why else you should have to have him wait. I mean, yeah. it's Barboza, and it's it's the featherweights, or is it featherweights? Featherweight, yeah. Featherweight fight, yeah. I mean. All we could do is, you know, I still, I still manage to take everything, uh, even though that we're kind of like out of this whole COVID 
deal thingy, but still kind of heavily enforced in some places. Um, I would still very much take this fight with a grain of salt. Obviously, we know August is quite a bit away, and stuff can happen, you know? Injury, yeah, all that stuff can happen. So I would take this, I would take this fight with a grain of salt, but also be pretty hyped up for it at the same time as well. Uh, I did see that last night. Uh, second fight that I wanted to mention to you real quick is uh, Kyle Dawkins versus Kevin Holland set to meet in the Octagon on October 2nd. Yep. And uh, this, this is like, this is how I know we're at a good point in time in UFC right now. I mean, obviously we got you. I mean, we got 264 this weekend, but as we start to kind of, you know, as we kind of start to push forward, you know, and move, move with the move with the flow of time and all that, um, we're going to start getting more fights announced and uh, we're going to, my my biggest question right now is when are we gonna go back to like when are we going back to the island when are we going back to Abu Dhabi? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't know. I f- I feel like it'll be either September, October. I don't think they'll do November, in my opinion. I feel like we haven't seen Abu Dhabi in a very long time. Which, to be fair, we haven't. Yeah. I mean, the last time we saw Abu Dhabi was. I want to say was Poirier McGregor too. I think it was, yeah. I could be wrong on that. And then obviously we know this weekend um, sold out, uh, sold out T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, which is going to be completely wild. Um, From what I know down here in the, where I know where I'm from down here, a couple of the places that I looked at that were playing the fight, uh, over there, like sports bars and all that. Um, they're advising, like, get there early, get a seat, and don't leave. Just stay at that table, you know? Because uh, what I like about it is UFC, when they when they tell you whether, um, like, on the maps, it shows you if you put in your, your, your area code, it shows you what places are playing the fight, so what bars are playing it or what sports places are going to be playing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of them are like, grab a seat, make sure you don't leave, stay there, watch the fight, and then, yeah, because it gets pretty hectic in there from what I've seen. I've yeah. never gone, but... Yeah, yeah it's crazy It's crazy to think how much the UFC has grown over the years, like, um, it, but before, like, like, 15 years ago, I don't think they even played UFC in bars and stuff. Oh, like, no. No, like, no, no. It's crazy to see how much it's grown. You know, and it's just, it's crazy that, you know, we think about it, you know, UFC is really, like, the one, the one that was, like, yeah, during this uh, pandemic, we ain't stopping. Watch, we're gonna, we're gonna figure all of this out. So, man, credit to everybody, uh, all staff included this week. Uh, they're doing an awesome job in Vegas, setting up for the fight. I know a lot of the casinos... The casinos around where uh, where I'm from, a lot of the casinos are going to be playing it. Uh, side bets over there are going to be crazy. Um, yeah, dude, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be throwing in any money this weekend. It's just it's too risky. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's some news coming in uh, just now. Uh, three bouts have been announced for ESPN Ooh. 26 uh, on July 17th. Let's hear them. What do we got? I actually don't know what the bouts are, but it just says three bouts have been announced for ESPN 26. Speaking of uh, fighters that are getting fights or either looking to come back soon, uh, this one dropped last night, made me pretty happy. Uh, Jorge Masvidal eyeing next fight between Nick Diaz or Colby Covington, and he's looking at an October-November kind of time frame to come back in. It's good to hear. It's good to see. I hope, I hope he takes the the Nick Diaz fight. If you ask me, that's just yeah. me. I mean, yeah, I know. I want him to fight Colby, and I think that'll be a good fight. Either way, both fights are really good. But uh, my thing with him taking the fight with Nick, I think should happen because why not? Why not why? slap the head off of one brother? Why not do it to the other? You know. Yeah, I, I feel like you should take the fight with Nick because I feel like there's more money involved in that. Oh, there's definitely more money involved with the Nick fight. Um, uh, but I, And if you take the fight with Colby, Covington, I feel like you'll lose that fight, in my opinion. I feel like Masvidal... Yeah, that's, 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 a tough, that's a tough one for him right there. Uh, you know, obviously, with Colby's little rant and rampages that he does, you know, it's it's just depending on it's really it's really on just what Masvidal wants and I if I could guarantee he most likely takes the Nick Diaz fight two out of three times every time on that. Yeah. Talking about the the waterweight division, uh, Wonderboy says he's the worst matchup for Usman. Are you man? Are you really? I mean, you're 40 years old, man, and you're using karate like it's super common. It's like, dude, come on, man. I mean, I have no, I have no hate against him. I have no hate. I mean, it may sound like I hate him. I don't believe me. It's just like, you know, yeah, you probably are next, man. But you know what, Dana White and the welterweight division, if we've learned anything, they like to skip over a lot of people. <laughs> And give it to the people that aren't really necessarily ready for that, you know. Uh, talking about Wonderboy, um, do you think um, who do you think wins in the Burns v Wonderboy fight? Honestly, man, uh, if it's any if it's any version of Burns that I mean, let's just say it's the version of Burns that fought Uzman. Yeah. which obviously came out very well, came out very well set and all of that, I think it, it could go to Burns. But yeah. if it doesn't, you know, uh, the thing about Wonderboy that I like is he has such a unique style when it comes to that, and not many Walter Waits are prepared for that kind of style. Yeah, them sidekicks. Um, uh, them sidekicks and just the way, he, the way he pressures. But Gilbert Burns... <laughs> If it gets taken to the floor, that's Gilbert's area. So, in a in a sense, I'm I'm probably gonna lean towards towards Wonder Boy. I don't know. I, I feel like if it gets taken to the floor, um, Burns wins the fight. And I think Burns can possibly win on the feet as well. Even though that sounds crazy, uh, I feel like he if he throws the right combinations at the right time. Adds a low kick on the on the end of them or a calf kick. I feel like that wear Wonderboy's legs out. 
see, see, oh yeah, see, for sure. You, you don't see many people uh, fall um, leg kicks or calf kicks towards Wonderboy because he's fast and he's agile. Um, he's very, I, he's very fast and very agile when it comes yeah, to that. Hundred percent, and I feel like if you add, and he's very, he's in, very, he's very aware. Like, like yeah. you know, watching watching his last couple fights, he's very, he's very aware. He's very, you know, he's very, he's very focused. If you ever watch, if you ever watch the way he fights, you know, he, he can kind of predict what's being thrown during, you know, before that person's going to do what they do. So he's very, he's very aware and very mindsetful of what's, where he's at in his situation and what's going on, which I think is key for any Walter weight. I mean, some of some of the greatest Walter weights have that. If you ask me, I mean, George St. Pierre had that. George St. Pierre was was ahead of the game at the time, you know, and could could see what was going on before it actually happened, and you know, could evade and could fight fight against it, you know. Yeah. In in a sense, it's almost throwing off your opponent on what they're doing. So, you know. Who's to say if, you know, who's to say if Gilbert Burns tries to shoot this weekend for a takedown, Wonder Boy's already going to know what to do. Yeah, hundred percent. That now, now, now that that's also the second biggest part about it is you know, like I said before, if it goes to the ground, Wonder Boy could be in trouble, very much. Yeah, I I doubt it goes to the ground, but Gilbert Burns, you know. He's a master in the in the ground game area, so I I feel like um I feel like that's the best stylistic stylistic matchup on the cards, I think. Oh, very very much it is. Uh, it's yeah. to me, obviously on the main card, that's that's a very stylistic match, and you know how I am. I don't really like using stylistic as a word. I just I think it's kind of overused in the MMA community, which it very much is. Um. But yeah, during times like this, I mean, yeah, it's reasonable to say it. it is very stylistically a great matchup between the two. Um, yeah. I mean, you got one coming off of one coming off of a loss, one coming off of a win. I mean, what more could we ask for? Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, that's going on. Uh, news coming in crazy today i'm glad we decided to do this episode on a tuesday uh we got stuff rolling in left and right so my notes are kind of like just pre pre holds and then i got a bunch of stuff going on up here uh stephen a smith joins ufc 264 broadcasting while commentary team features joe rogan and daniel cormier and i am not a fan of that i don't know where don anik is at no, what is it? Right. Just Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier? Mm-mm. It's uh Rogan, Rogan Cormier, and uh, Stephen A. Smith. That guy what, commentating. Commentating, yeah. What Stephen A. Smith is commentating on possibly one of the biggest fight cards in Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. What has the UFC come to? <laughs> No, it's not what the UFC's come to. It's just like I already know. Like, okay, for anybody who doesn't know this, Rogan and that dude have butted heads so many times. 
why he's commentating on a crucial fight card has has me completely um completely mind blown right now. So it says popular ESPN talk head Stephen A. Smith will will part will be part of UFC's weekends UFC festivities. MMA fight confirms with the source with knowledge of an assignment that Stephen A. Smith is set to join Saturday's UFC 264 event at a desk analyzing alongside former champion UFC uh, former UFC champion Dominic Cruz and Michael Bisbeing. ESPN anchor Michael Evans will also take part at the main desk. Will okay, so he's not even on the main desk; he's just on the co desk. Like, oh, okay. you, you know, when they pan out and then they're like sitting in the like in the stands or like yeah. they're kind of like okay, that's basically where he's gonna be at. He's not gonna be down. Uh, yeah. See, cage side commentary duties will be handled by the Big Show veterans John Anik, Daniel Cormier, and Joe Rogan. There we go. And as per usual, UFC pay per views. Bruce Buffer, uh, Bruce Buffer will serve as the cage in in cage announcer. Megan Olivia and Lauren Sinko will share backstage and revolving reporting duties. Okay, so there we go. That clears that up. So why is he? Why is he there still? Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, that's the thing. We've covered this on the channel before. This guy doesn't know a thing about MMA. Stay out of the. Stay in your lane, man. Your lane is NBA. Stay in NBA, man. Don't come over here. Don't, don't, none of that. Don't, don't, dude. It's annoying. I don't like that guy. I have never liked him. He's just like, dude, he's so weird, man. I, I just don't know, man. <laughs> At least he's working. I mean, I know something's going to happen, obviously. Like, like Dominic Cruz isn't going to settle for it. I already know it. Yeah, I don't think Michael Bisping will either. Oh, hell no. Biz- Bisping? No, Bisping isn't going to settle for it. If <laughs> This guy just doesn't... This guy just doesn't know anything about <laughs> UFC, man. It's horrifying to hear him talk, man. Anybody, really. I mean, any of the ESPN people that don't understand it, it's like, ah, oh, dude, come on. Did you hear the news about John Dodson? No, what happened? He was involved in a near-death automobile accident. Ooh. Damn. Conor McGregor is up to his old tricks and playing mind games with Dustin Poirier before UFC 264. What did he go and do now? <laughs> it what? always makes it... Uh, I don't know. It says Conor McGregor is up to his old tricks and playing mind games with Dustin Poirier before UFC 264. This is what I think it is. I heard it this morning, and it's it's pretty it's pretty hilarious. I think this is what it is. The lead up to the to the Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor match is looking it's looking a lot like their first meet. McGregor twenty two and five in MMA and was able to get inside Dustin Poirier's head before they fought in twenty fourteen and made quick work of the diamond with the first round TKO. At, UFC 178. They ran it back six years later at UFC 257 and was built, but built up was friendly before Poirier exchanged, executed his rival in the second round with the TKO. This time around, things appear to have turned south between both men, starting with with the disputed 
dispute over McGregor's promised donation to the Good Fight Foundation after back and forth between McGregor and Poirier late Monday night to leave. Oh, okay. So he's basically just Connor's back to his old self. He's just basically sending messages to him again. <laughs> he said he said this. He said this. Quote, quote, quote. Hold on, hold on. This is this is what I quote. This is what Connor McGregor said. Dustin. Dot dot dot. P head. Dot dot dot. I'm coming for you, P head. Silly, silly hillbilly, McGregor says. Says almost whispering. <laughs> Oh man, how can you not love these two, man? Poirier isn't gonna respond to that. So basically, wow, they are basically going right at it. <laughs> oh man, how do you not love it, man? How do you not love it? You gotta love it. I've got some news written down on my notes here. Um, ex UFC slash BKFC fighter Jason Knight signs. Jason Knight signs with uh, PFL. Ooh. Not the smartest decision because I think PFL is kind of whack right now. I don't know how they're – how I, I really don't, dude. Like, their scoring system is weird. I don't understand it. But, uh, yeah. Jason, good, good, good I would him. have money on Jason Knight losing his first fight by a robbery. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Curse Blades underpressed with a base – uh, with a basic performance after watching... Oh, okay, so that was Curtis Blades basically not having it after watching uh, the Cyril uh, the Gone and Volkov fight. I mean, I'm not having it either. I've got some more news down here. Uh, Rob, Font te- Rob Font has tested positive uh, uh, because uh, of... Uh, cosmetic product oh yeah yeah i heard about that one uh new ufc and bellator fights announced in the past week june through july 4th what's going down uh oh yeah failed to mention that one um so sean o'malley needs a new opponent and uh yeah, I guess I guess they pulled somebody who's gonna make their MMA debut. Kids nine and four in uh, M- MMA zero and zero and zero in UFC, and uh, they're gonna throw him against Sean O'Malley. So the the crazy thing is, Sean O'Malley is I feel I feel like Sean O'Malley is a fraud. To be honest, I think he's a fraud. Oh, he is. He definitely is, man. Come on. How are you? How are you not? How are you okay with fighting? Fighting people who, who are basically at the lowest, who are basically coming in newcomers. How are you okay with fighting them? Yeah, t- the thing is, it, it if he fought somebody nine and four, who was in the UFC already and had fights in the UFC, it would still be bad. So, <laughs> oh, very so- much, very much. It's crazy. Uh, people who are listening on YouTube, episode one and two of UFC's Embedded are on there now. I haven't seen episode two. I saw episode one. It was pretty decent. 
I just watched nothing, episode two uh, nothing, before nothing the podcast started. Nothing too crazy. I didn't see episode two yet. I got to watch it. Uh, three ballots announced for UFC on ESPN. Okay. Oh, this is the July 17th one. Okay. We yeah, know what card this is then. We know what card this is. Well, what card it was supposed to be, but it changed it. Uh, so it looks like Chris Dawkins and what's that one? No, 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 no. Go back. Uh, it looked like Chris Dawkins and Tom Aspinin are fighting. Okay, I like that one. And uh, yes, that Chris Dawkins is a uh, brother to Kyle Dawkins. So just so y'all people know that. Interesting. Because I don't need people messaging me. Are they related? Yes, they're related. They have the same last name. Not saying everybody who has the same last name is related, but, you know, they, they are. They definitely are. I remember watching them when they uh when they were on Dana White's Contender Series. I got to say, they're both really strong fighters, man. They are next-level fighters. Yeah. Uh, I know that we hate to talk about this on the podcast, uh, oh, but Jake man. Paul. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> s- Wait, you got tickets to you. Wait, he got tickets to UFC 264? No, 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 no. no. Uh, J- Jake Paul uh, recently slams Mayweather for training Woodley and puts Woodley on blast saying he's out of shape. Okay, uh, yeah. First off, Woodley's out of shape. I'm not going to lie there. He's got him there. Uh, but <laughs> training with Floyd, he's doing that for a reason. And... What is that reason? Uh, training with Mayweather is probably the best thing uh, Woodley could do. Yeah. Uh, watch Misha Tate 2.0 gear up for UFC comeback. That's coming up next weekend. What else is going on? Uh, what's ahead for Francis Ngannou, Israel Adesanya, and other champs? Who knows? Who knows? Well, Izzy uh, has to fight Whitaker next, I think. Izzy's got to fight Whitaker. Kamaru's got to fight, I don't know, whoever he wants to at this point. Um, yes. But Kamaru's still it, ducking Colby. Yeah, as far as it goes, um, let's see what's going on here. That's um, a Barboza card, Kevin Holland event. Triple takes. Fight odds. Here we go. We get to see what all the fight odds are. I keep seeing the fight odds on TikTok, and I'm like, I keep commenting on there, and I'm like, you guys got the fight odds completely wrong. And then people are like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm like, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I saw a couple of the fight odds, I think. I I got in kind of like, got into an argument the other day on TikTok over uh, an MMA thing that I seen. And man, I had I had the comments not liking me. All I said, all I said was I would like to see. It was somebody that had posted something about Sean O'Malley, and it was like, yeah, I was like, I would really like to see Sean O'Malley finally start fighting actual people, and not just these low level like fighters. And everybody was like, what is wrong? Or and then I told him. I said I would really like for him to start fighting these actual fighters and accept the fact that he's already that he already has a loss. And everybody was like, "What are you talking about? He's undefeated." I was like, "All right." I was like, "I guess you guys are sucking up to it." 
I was like, but um, quick that, question. casuals, uh, bro, casuals everywhere yeah. in those comments. Those are casuals, quick. and I know they're casuals. <laughs> yeah, quick question. Um, what, what does it mean for the UFC if Conor McGregor loses? Um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I would imagine what it means is, you know. I don't want to. I mean, well, if you think about it, you know, if we think about it in a sense, what did it mean when? What did it mean? What did it mean when? You know, when Khabib finally stepped away, what did that? What did that mean to the UFC? You know. Well, in a sense, um, it was like it was more of a good thing when Khabib stepped away, if I'm not mistaken. Right, it was a good thing, you know. But how many fans, you know, were heartbroken over it? How many fans were were like, yeah, you know, no, no, this isn't real. Like he's got, he's got a, he's got more in him. You know, he's got one more fight in him. Yeah, there was loads. It was like, oh. you know. The thing with Connor is, you know, I feel like if Connor, if Connor, I'm fine. I'm, I'm honestly, I've been fighting myself over overnight thinking about this, you know, getting closer and closer to the pay-per-view. My biggest thing on it right now is, you know, I'm, I'm okay if Connor loses again comes out and says, all right, you know what? I've had my runs. I've had my titles. I'm stepping away. I'm done. I'm fine with that. Because the man, the man truly did from humble beginnings till now. You know, he showed that anything is possible with the right amount of, you know. Yeah. With the right amount of knowledge, you know, and the right amount of belief. The right amount of belief and courage. Yeah. So, you know, um, if he steps away, I'm fine with that, man. You know, the man's the man's a millionaire. He's he is the face of UFC. Like, you know, I know, I know we I know we I know I know we like to talk a little different about that, but man, he is he really is, you know, with you know, with no with no Connor, no there's no with no Connor, there's no uh, there's no UFC. Yeah, so sort of in a way. Um, I, d- I don't think the UFC will go downhill. If I'm oh no, no it, it it won't go downhill because it's already it's already really you know it's already really established. Yeah, but but I feel I feel like it will lose a lot of pay per view buys. Um, but I, I don't think it will go downhill. I don't think it will go downhill. Uh, this one coming in, and it is a video, and it is Colby Covington post video of Dustin Poirier knocking out sparring. Oh partners. yeah, I recently watched it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what he was arguing with last time. He goes, he knocks his sparring partners out. Uh, McGregor will win. Tyson Fury makes his official prediction. This fight's coming up this month too. Tyson. Oh yeah, uh, July the twenty fourth against Wilder the third time. Is it twenty third, twenty fourth? Twenty fourth, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that that one for sure we're watching. I'm trying to watch that one. Um, what was that one that I seen? Uh oh yeah. So while we're talking about it, uh what are some of your favorite your favorite UFC trilogies that you can that you can think of? There's not too many if you look back. Um there's Um. Uh, let me think. I can't really think of any off the top of my head, to be honest. I I, I like a lot of the rematches, like Jones versus Cormier, uh, McGregor versus Diaz, of course. The rematches are good. I can't really think of any trilogies. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I have. I have a couple. Um. Obviously, when it comes to thinking of it, you know, and I, I, I take the trilogies like, you know, really, really go far back into the sport. Obviously, because the trilogies are, um, the trilogies are, you know, kind of crucial points in in UFC history, where, uh, where there's some of my favorite fights. Obviously, yeah, yeah. To see, uh, to to look at all the trilogies, you're gonna have to go back to the the times of like Tank Abbott, um, uh, other fighters like um, Mandy Couture, Chuck Liddell. You got. Oh to go yeah. yeah, and that's that's one of them right there. Is um, you know, uh, Kent Shamrock and Tio Ortiz, like that that trilogy right there. You know, will always be one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I mean, I've watched it countless times. Obviously, Chuck Liddell versus T. Ortiz as well. Uh, oh, yeah. The last fight wasn't really the greatest, but um, the the trilogy between them was insane. You know, it the thing the thing with the thing with the with the trilogies that that I love the most is you know that was like you know the buildups were the buildups were were real. You know, the buildups weren't. You know, um, you know the U- the UFC. You know UFC back then didn't know how to control those buildups. Um. So yeah, uh, some of my favorite ones right now, and uh, BJ Penn and Matt Hughes. That was oh, that trilogy. Good. You know, yeah, that's a good trilogy. Um. Cain Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos, like you know, these are these are trilogies though. Before you know, and I and I kind of I, I don't I don't mean to say it, but a little bit of the of the younger fan base won't really understand you know these trilogies and who these people are. Uh, this next one they showed Stipe and Daniel Cormier. I mean, three fights. Oh yeah, <laughs> how did I forget about that one? St. Pierre and Matt Hughes, favorite yeah. other favorite one, you know. And then uh uh Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture, like those those are like those are some of my favorite just off the off the top of the head trilogy fights well, that I can think about, of. Talking uh, about George St. Pierre real quick. Um he avenged uh uh his loss to Matt Hughes, his first loss to Matt Matt Hughes twice. Yeah. 
he avenged it twice, so and he avenged the loss to Matt Sarah as well, so GSP could be the goal. Do you think he is the goal? In a yeah, yeah. There's there's no arguing and I do I do think he's the goat. I think he's the goat of you know he was he was once considered, you know, the greatest fighter, you know. Still still is, you know. I mean, yeah, he he's not he might not be fighting anymore, but you know, he the reason why I, the reason why I said that is because people don't know that he avenged both his losses and he avenged the Matt Hughes loss twice. People don't even know that. Some of the younger fans and the casual fans don't even know about that. You the... know, and that's that's the hard part about about everything, dude. Is like you know, trying to argue with the casual. It it's it's impossible, man. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, they're just so delusional. They're not necessarily in the sense delusional. It's just like they think that they think their answer to everything is Conor McGregor, and it's like, dude, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not Conor McGregor. It's not that answer. It will never be that. Um, but yeah, uh, like, like I said, man, those are just some of my favorite all-time trilogies. I mean, uh, for the younger people who are who listen to this, or if if you are young, uh, I would highly recommend you know checking out checking out their trilogies fight those trilogy fights that we mentioned. And who knows? Maybe you'll maybe you'll find yourself like how I did. You know, look it up, look at old UFC highlights, and you'll just start watching old UFC highlights. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So getting into uh, kind of starting to cover the uh the main card this week. Um. I only wrote down a couple of the fights that you know I'm I'm ready for, and. Uh, that being current odds that I've seen right now that are that are from UFC, uh, current odds state that Dustin Poirier is a negative one twenty and Conor McGregor is a plus one hundred. <clears throat> so that's good to know. <laughs> There's a fight on the main card that I'm weirdly interested in: uh, Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Um, what weirdly interests you about that fight? Uh, because I feel like Ty Vassa Because obviously, I think is Greg Hardy undefeated. I think he's undefeated. Uh, he is. Let me. I think. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's undefeated. Let me. Let me find out. But go. Go ahead. Keep continuing. Go ahead. You can. Uh, so you've got like uh the 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 like power puncher and boar in Ty Vassa and then you've got like. Uh, a prospect in Greg Hardy who's making his way up the rankings. So I feel like that fight is going to be maybe even fight of the night. In like, or we're, in that fight we might get a big knockout. Or I I don't know what will happen in that fight. It's interesting. Okay, I, I'm 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 super excited for that. All right, so we uh we were saying how um. How Greg Hardy is 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 uh is looking like he's the best option in this fight, uh going into it. Yeah, um I feel like uh Greg Hardy um 
might have might have a little bit of problems in the fight, but I feel like he will win the fight um, either by knockout or by decision. I don't think there'll be like a submission or anything special. Um, I feel like it's just a straight uh, a narrow fight. In my and then opinion. you got to you got to think about it, man. These are these are the heavyweights going at it, so you know there's definitely anything can happen. Any anything can happen. I I don't expect submissions to happen and obviously when heavyweights fight <laughs> um but but real quick here we go uh we have 12 and 3 for Taito Ivasa and 7 and 3 with one no contest for Greg Hardy so oh uh, not... I thought he was in defeat no I, I thought he was too for a long time uh Greg Hardy losing his last fight Taito Ivasa winning his last fight um yeah, it, I'm I'm super excited for this fight. You know, I I, I liked it. I like this idea fight. You know, yeah, it could be uh, it either could be a good heavyweight brawl, or we could get a spectacular knockout, or or a giant slugfest. Slugfest, yeah, and nobody do anything. So you have a uh, so in this, and I believe it's I don't think they're ranked at all. No, they're not. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, is there any fights that you're interested in? Uh, yeah, actually, there is, and it's not. It happens not to be on the main card, which is cool. It's fine. It's on the prelim card, and uh, that one being Nico Price versus uh Piera, Michael Piera. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I love this fight, man. I love the idea of this fight. I love everything about this fight. And uh, the reason why I love this fight is uh, simply because I think they're two explosive fighters. Nico Price is very explosive. Same thing with Michael. Very, very explosive. Um, yeah, Pierre, his style is just insane. Yeah, going into it, uh, the records, man, records are a little, little bit different. Uh, this time around, when you look at it, but uh, I saw record... a fight uh, where Michel Pereira was doing backflips off the, off the top of the cage onto his opponent. Yeah, he's he's next level, man. Yeah, he is next. He's definitely next level. Uh, Nico Price obviously having that fight with Cowboy. That ended in a draw, if I'm not mistaken. It does. Uh, yeah, draw. Ended in a draw. And uh, yeah, man. Like I said, that fight to me just uh, it seems really interesting to say the least. Another fight that I'm interested in is the Carlos Condit uh, returning. Um, and, uh, Max Griffin. Max Griffin, yeah, that's that's his name. Yeah, Max Griffin has fought some good competitors. He's fought Colby. Um, he's fought a couple more good competitors, and he's coming to the, I would say, the end of his career. Carlos Condit is just, it's still around to this day. <laughs> Which is insane. I mean, man is 32 and 13. Um, Max Griffin, 17 and 8. Uh, both have wins in the last fights. 
uh, both from the United States. Uh, Carlos does have height. Uh, not by not by much either. I mean, man, six two. Uh, Max is looking at five eleven. Uh, Reach is also gonna be. Reach is gonna have. Reach is going to Max. That's also interesting. Yeah. So how does height vary over reach during that fight? And uh, you know what can? Oh wow! So it looks like he's a uh, he's grappling. He's got a very high takedown accuracy. Is very very high for Carlos. Takedown defense is very high for Max. I feel like Carlos Condit has enough to win that fight, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He has enough. Yeah. I, I think with that perfect shot, yeah, you, you got it. You got it in the bag, man. Very good. Um, I'm not sure what girls are fighting this week on the main card. Not sure who that is. I don't, I don't think I've ever even seen them fight. You got, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, so looking at it at the uh, co main, your guys' co main right here 19 and 4, the record of Gilbert Burns, number two in the world, and 16 and 4, one no contest, is number four in the world, Warner Boy. Uh, last fight for Gilbert Burns, he lost. Last fight for Wonder Boy, he won. Uh, Height's gonna go over to Wonder Boy, and Reach is gonna go over to Wonder Boy. I I have a prediction for that fight. The way it's gonna go, I feel like um, I feel like Burns will ex- execute the the low calf kick and the low kick as well. Um, I feel like he'll throw good combinations in there. I feel like Wonderboy will use his, uh, obviously, karate and taekwondo style where he executes the sidekick. I feel like he'll get the sidekick a lot in the fight. But I feel like the, the low kicks and maybe the takedowns of Gilbert Burns uh, will just get him the win and maybe get him the stoppage in the third round, I would presume. That, uh... Yeah, so what it's looking like right now is it's looking like, uh... Takedown accuracy is gonna go over to uh gonna go over to Wonder Boy. Uh takedown defense is gonna go over to Wonder Boy. And uh striking uh significant strikes. It looks like uh landing per minute's gonna go over to Wonder Boy. Significant strikes is gonna go over to Gilbert Burns. Uh Absorbing per minute looks fairly even about them. They're both 2.70. Burns is 2.74. Wonder Boy's 2.73, so about the same. And their defense of blocking and all that, definitely going to go over to Wonder Boy. So yeah. Wonder Boy looks like he has most of the advantages in this fight over... Uh, over Burns. Yeah, but if you look at the guy that the guys that Burns has fought, and look at the guy that Wonderboy has fought, Burns uh, obviously beat the former champion in Woodley 
obviously it wasn't the best win, uh, of course, but th- but then he would uh, go on to fight Usman in a uh, insane fight. Have a very close fight with Usman. Yeah, and before that he was on a roll at lightweight and waterweight. So I I feel like Burns wins the fight. But what, what what's your uh thing? Do you think Wonderboy wins? Uh, I'm I'm sticking to I'm sticking to Burns, man. I mean, I know everybody's like, "How are you gonna do that?" But I'm I'm sticking with Burns. The very technical yeah. style that um that Wonder Boy shows up with it just it doesn't seem to to be very effective. But it works for him. I still got Burns in it. Yeah. And uh, let's go ahead and jump into it because this is the one that I've been waiting for. Um, by that time, after the co-main event is over, we will be switching times to the main, 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 main show. And uh, obviously, this is a big one, boys. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. Uh, do I dare say their last fight record is obviously Poirier winning, McGregor losing. Uh, their height, same. Their reach. Giving it to Connor, he's got, uh, he's got, he's got reach against Poirier, and uh, Poirier's got leg reach. So, yep. Um, I I feel like Poirier will start a lot with the combinations. I feel like his combos are pretty good, especially with the hands. Um, oh, very. I I feel like Connor. We'll try and do uh what he did in the first fight, but with some little differences. Um, I feel like the fight goes the distance, in my opinion. I I, I feel like it'll be a close fight. I feel like it'll be similar to Diaz two, uh, with Connor, but I feel like Dustin Poirier won't get knocked down as many times as Diaz did. I feel like Dustin Poirier might even knock McGregor down a couple of times, or. McGregor will knock him down. I feel like this fight's going to be a war, in my opinion. All-round war. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of where where me and you kind of set differences at. Is uh, for one, I don't I don't think it goes the distance. There's there's absolutely no way it goes the distance. Um, just because of you know what's on the line for both of these men, you know, obviously, it it's tough looking at. It's tough looking at that division, uh, lightweight division, right now, especially with everything that that's going on over there. I mean, obviously we have a new champ, Charles Oliveira. Yeah. And uh, if if this fight right here, somehow between you know between number one and number five in the world, if somehow Poirier pulls up the upset again. And in some magical way, you tell me, oh no, he needs to do one more fight for champion for championship material before he can get his hands on on Oliveira. Um, at that point, I definitely think you're lying to me because I think he would have already done enough to to have to have basically said, hey, I'm ready for that fight, whether you guys like it or not. I'm ready for that fight. Yeah, you know yeah. now. Poirier, he's a he's a tough diamond to crack. I know, good pun. I know, great. Um, he he's very tough to crack. Um, 
obviously Dan Hooker almost did it when obviously when Poirier made made that comeback. But uh Dan Hooker almost did it multiple times. And uh things that I've noticed from from the first fight and the second fight is uh you know he he looked very dialed in the second fight when he fought um when he fought McGregor versus the first fight when Poirier fought McGregor he didn't really look like he was too dialed in he didn't really look comfortable and uh Connor came out you know so in my in my end in my end run what does Connor need to do uh Connor needs to come out and he needs to stop him immediately before he can get a rhythm and a system flowing very well because once Poirier gets that system flowing well it's yeah. a rough night for Connor it's a very rough night for Connor yeah I feel like Connor if he takes a um like a more Muay Thai approach to his game like uh executing the teeps um executing movement executing getting out the way of the low kick Executing, checking the low kick as well, uh, and the calf kick as well. Um, I feel like Connor can win this fight easily if he does the right adjustments. Um, but whether he goes to decision or gets the knockout, if Connor makes the right adjustments, he wins this fight easy, in my opinion. Um. Now, like I said, what do you what do we see? What do we see happening with Connor after this fight? What do we see happening? Uh, if he wins, I would say he's going to push for the title shot. If he loses, maybe retirement? I don't know. It's a strange I, 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 I think so. <laughs> also at this time, and I hope, I hope he is there in the fighter section. I hope he's there. Um, we need to figure out the or well not we but UFC needs to figure out the deal with Justin Gaethje. You've been on, you've been off for almost a year, man. Come on, what are you doing? What are you sitting on? What are you waiting for? Do you think it's Gaethje um, not fighting, or do you think it's the UFC trying to look for a fight for Gaethje? Not necessarily the UFC looking for a fight. I UFC has options lined up for him. Believe me, they do. Um, yeah. But I just I feel like it's Gaethje. I feel I feel like it's Gaethje, and I feel like it's Gaethje turning away all of these fights that you know that are getting offered to him. To be honest, my honest opinion on that, I feel like it's possibly a money problem in the UFC. Because I don't think Gagey will turn out turn down a fight because he doesn't want to fight a, an opponent. I, I feel like um, Gagey will turn down the fight because maybe a, a money problem. Maybe they're not paying him enough, or whatever. maybe he doesn't think he's getting paid enough. I don't know. Because obviously he came off a big payday against Khabib. Oh yeah, and obviously that was for the world title, so it's obviously going going to be a big payday, and maybe once around that level of money still. You know, but at at what point in time do you realize that he's not 
at what point do you do you stop and ask yourself, okay, well, Gaethje, well, Justin Gaethje technically isn't isn't a real champion. He's he's holding an interim belt. You yeah. had your chance in October for that belt, and you came up short against Khabib. Now, would you have would you have listened to what your coach was telling you to do? And not what you wanted to do, not what you thought was right, but what your coach thought was right, and what your coach knew what what you should do. Maybe you would maybe you would be lightweight champion right now, and there would be no there would be no uh, no Charles Oliveira. Maybe Justin Gaethje would have been lightweight champion if he was listening to his coaches and what his coaches were saying. Yeah, maybe. But because you're so because he's so he. Gets into a certain, you know, during fight week, you know, he's calm and he's collected. And then when he gets into the octagon, he gets the, he gets the, the, you know, a little bit of the, oh, I'm Justin Gaethje. I know exactly what I'm doing. Do you, do you not know the man who's standing across from you? You not know that Khabib is, is a very talented fighter. Not to say that Justin Gaethje is a very talented fighter. But, you know. I just feel like if he would have listened to his coaching, to, to I mean, you have one of the best coaches in the UFC next to Dustin Poirier's coach, which we'll talk about right now. You have yeah. Trevor Whitman as your coach, one of the greatest coaches right now in yeah. mixed martial in UFC and mixed martial arts. Trevor Whitman is a man of a few words, and he tells, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just like Gaethje when he fought Ferguson, you know, at the at the height of the pandemic, you know. He he came back to his corner and he was like, yeah, he was like, I got him. And, and you know, what did – I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I yeah. did because I saw it last night. What did his coach tell him? Don't get too comfortable. Because last time you got comfortable, you got stopped twice. Yep. So, you know, what, what, his, what his biggest flaw and downfall was with – with Khabib was he got too comfortable. He got way too comfortable. He thought it was gonna be a simple go in there and I and I can box this dude for multiple rounds. Yeah. I yeah. can box I don't have to do anything. I feel like it's definitely a strange situation with Gagey. He I would I would love to see him come back um as soon as possible. Oh I I'd I'd love to see him back. But you know it, you know, like I said, when is enough, man? When are you finally going to realize, oh, I got an instrument belt I got to start defending. I should probably get back out there. You know? Yeah. So that that thoughts on uh, on all of that and everything that's going to happen, you know, everything that's going to go down there. Hopefully soon we see him return. Uh, Ryan Hall fighting this weekend. I don't know if y'all like Ryan Hall, but he's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's a cool little dude, I guess. I don't know. That's what I yeah, call him. He's he's cool. that, um, featherweight or lightweight? Uh, I believe. I believe. What is he fighting at? One forty-five. So. Yeah. Oh, he's fighting a guy from Germany. Damn. Yeah, Ryan Hall's jujitsu is insane. And this guy's 10-0. Oh, oh, my goodness. 
Oh man, this is gonna be crazy. Crazy all for for Ryan Hall. His nickname is the Wizard. <laughs> it's funny. Trevin uh Trevin Giles. Giles, he's fighting too. What else is on prelim card? What's on early prelim? What's the early prelim? Jennifer Maya's fighting just guys. That's that's happening on the prelim card, which is on the early prelim card, actually. It's just kind uh, of strange. Jennifer Maya versus Jessica. Yeah, versus Jessica. I feel like um that's tough, man. Why is it like I mean I get there's seven, I mean number seven and number four in the world. Well, why are they on early prelim? Normally early prelims are for up and comers. Yeah, so know? sometimes they put some uh top names at the bottom. Fighters. They put some of the women fighters at the the early I mean, to prelim. be to be fair, they both lost their last fights, so yeah, and it, when you think of the UFC, you don't think of Jessica I and Jennifer Meyer. True. So they probably threw that one on there as like, hey, let's just just put this one on there as, as a filler fight, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's a good fight. Interesting fight. but Oh, it's very, very interesting between those two, you know? Just kind of a, kind of like, like I said before, kind of a weird placement on, on you know, where they're at. You would think the UFC would, you know, finally make more, you know, would have more fighters who are coming in that are like, hey, you want a spot up there? Because you can take it. Uh, Remember, guys, official betting site for UFC uh, this weekend, DraftKings. If y'all want to use DraftKings, it's not a promotion or, or not a not – a, not an ad that I'm supposed to say, but hey, if you guys want to use DraftKings, DraftKings is open for uh, huge prizes and your official marketing partner for the UFC. So, if y'all want to bet, DraftKings, way to go. And uh, that's that. Uh, let's go to events now and see what events are going down. Well, we after, got after July tenth. You've got July seventeenth. Oh, I know that was supposed to be my card and everything. I was so excited for it, and then they cut it. Max Holloway had to go and get injured, man. Damn it! Then after July seventeenth, we got July twenty fourth. San Hagen and TJ Dillashaw, and then July thirty first. Hall versus Strickland. Happy that fight's happening. I'm glad Sean Strickland is moving camps because I would be too. Ain't no way you're gonna. Ain't no way you're gonna hyperextend my arm and expect us to be all buddy buddy. I'm moving. I'll see you, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we got Makachev and Moises. Ooh, that should be a good one. Yeah, Thiago Moises is very good, but Makachev, I feel like, just overwhelms him. Um, Misha like Tate's Mak- returning fight, coming back. Dominate. I feel like Makachev dominates that fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. From start, probably. 
from start? Probably, Probably. definitely. Um, what else is going on? And then, obviously, UFC 265, August 7th at Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Cyril Gone versus Derek Lewis. Is that the main event? That is main event because your co-main event will be Amanda Nunez versus Juliana Pena for that title. Interesting. Yeah, Vicente Luca versus Michael Chiesa. Okay. Very, very promising. Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Okay. Yeah, this is looking like a stacked card. Song Yudong versus Casey Kenny. Wow. All righty. Well, like that's a one. good fight. Yeah, I, I know. Casey Kenny versus Song Yudong. Very good fight. And this this whole card is it's very, very well stacked, I must say. Alonzo Mayfield versus Ed Herman. All right, all right. Yeah, man, we got we got everybody on this damn fight card. Damn. This is damn, okay. That one's gonna be good. Uh, then after that, August 21st, uh, we got what was supposed to be Cannoneer and Costa, but is now Cannoneer and Gaslam. So, that's one. And then, Gaslam uh, just fights anybody, to be honest. Gaslam yeah, I know, he does. He really does. Um, and then September 25th. UFC 266, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Tashira. And that's about the only fight card that they're giving us on that one right now. And we'll probably get more of it later. So fights are looking promising, boys and girls. Switch back to the news. Maybe there's been a maybe there's been some news. Oh, this is interesting. UFC fighter accused of using drugs and striking and stalking manager responds. Oh, man. They didn't say the fighter, so I don't know who it is. But they didn't say the fighter, but they did say that all that all it is is that it's a UFC flyweight. Flyweight female fighter. Interesting. And that she's been using. Okay. Come on, man. You guys know the rules, man. For reals. Stop with the drugs. And do we not learn anything? <laughs> I feel like in an alternate universe or in an alternate planet, they're just getting these drugs from John Jones. 100%. Makes sense in my mind, man. Yeah. Where else are they getting these drugs from? Where did TJ get his drugs from? Technically, he wasn't even like the more... Uh, oh, that one's interesting right there. I need to see that one. Uh, this UFC story is UFC and NSAC should bench Jeremy Stevenson. Oh, for the pushing for, incident. For the pushing? Yeah, because of Against what happened. <laughs> It, it makes it 10 times better if you know that full story. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. 
Hold up. I saw that last minute and I wanted to see that. No, damn it. I seen that last minute and those odds were just bonkers right now. I need to, I need I need to clarify that real quick. But, dude, that odd was like plus one thirty eight for By the way, there's all these TikTok pages that are going to be streaming the fight. I'm not, I'm not busting on anybody or anything, but go ahead and stream the fight. It's a good idea. <laughs> what? You can't get mad. What if we're just on TikTok live and the fight just happens to be on in the background? Sorry. Yeah. Answering questions. I didn't know the fight was on. No, honestly, <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm surprised Dana hasn't talked about that lately. Normally. Normally on like a big pay per view like this, you know, Dana would already been like, "Yeah, we're already stalking the guy's house." But um, <laughs> like that, so. FBI open up. Yeah, dude. Like I don't know, like dude, yo, FBI knocks at the door and is like, "Yo, open up, yo, you want to watch the fight?" Because I got snacks. Same. Y'all can come in if you guys are chill. But if you guys start raising your voice, then we got issues. I got to kick you out because you know all that negativity. Too much negativity, man. Too much negativity. Y'all can't be doing that. Man, what do you, like, how far in your UFC career do you got to be to realize you're just, like, to to be that person that, all right, you got to start taking, like, performance enhancers and all that just so you can feel like you're doing good when really you're not? Yeah, I know. It's stupid. I, I... I hate guys that cheat in the UFC and outside the UFC. It's just like, I, f- I feel like, why would you do such a thing like that? Obviously, you get the advantages from it, but it's just stupid. You're obviously going to get caught, or you're obviously going to be known as a cheater. Like, in my mind, it's just like. Life, if they do something as bad as cheating like that. So apparently, obviously, Colby Covington leaked that video of Dustin Poirier knocking out the sparring partner, which we all saw. Yep. Dustin Poirier responded to it and put nothing wrong about it. Well, I I I heard um, Colby Covington in the interview. Uh, Say that the guy was an amateur fighter. Oh yeah, I yeah that that whole interview, that whole uh July sixteenth is Bellator, so that'll be good to know that the sixteenth Bellator is going on Bellator two sixty two. Oh, so you've got Bellator on the sixteenth and UFC on the seventeenth. Yeah, interesting. Normally, normally how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, how it goes, um, loads to cover. Obviously, everybody's just on this Edson Barboza fight. Like everybody just seems to be covering this one, and it's like, okay, that's cool. Guys, not realizing what's going on this weekend. Apparently, yeah, he put uh. Somebody somebody must have commented this and they're verified on Instagram and somebody put uh he dropped him and walked away, nothing dirty. I was reading that. 
basically, I think he was directing that one towards Dustin Poirier because he said he dropped him and nothing was dirty about that, that he just walked away from it and it was like, why you got to be beating up on the kid for, man? Uh, yeah, so, oh, damn, I went all the way back to my past notes. Whoops. Uh, yeah, so, stuff is being covered, man. And do, do you want to uh, jump into the predictions for the main card? Yes, that we can do. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, um... The main event, I've got. Um, I feel like Poirier wins by decision. Uh, I feel like Connor, if he can make the right adjustments, uh, can get the stoppage. But I feel like at the moment, I'm going to go with Poirier by decision. Um, in the Burns versus Thompson fight, I'm going to go for Burns by third round TKO in the third round. Um, and in the Tai Tuivasa and Greg Hardy fight, I'm going to go. I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like Greg Hardy wins by. Go make or go home. Just say knockout in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Those are big dudes to be throwing punches, man. <laughs> I feel like Greg Hardy wins by knockout in the second round. Okay. Um, and then you've got Irene Adana versus. Oh, some of these names. Names. Uh, yeah, some of these names. Tell me about it. <laughs> Versus Yana Kunita Sakaya. You know what's uh, funny about that is, uh, uh as, as we mentioned that, and it's you know it's probably the easiest name we've heard. We're just making it sound super confused yeah. in our mind. Um, so, so I, I don't I don't know about that fight. Um. I might have to go for the girl with the funny name. <laughs> Just cause... which one? They both have funny names. <laughs> um, Kunit Kunit Sakaya. Yeah. Yana Kunit Sakaya. I'm gonna have to go with her. He's gonna cause... call her Yan. What? He's gonna call her Yan because isn't it Y A N? Yeah, yeah, Y A N. Y A N. Yeah, I'm just gonna call in the Sean O'Malley fight, I feel like. Sean O'Malley gets the stoppage in the first round, to be honest. Sean O'Malley versus the Chris Man- Mount Martini or whatever that kid's name is. Yeah, I, 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 no. I actually want Chris Martino to win because Sean O'Malley is a fraud. Um, but he's a fraud. <laughs> everything he is, <laughs> everything he does. Uh, but I feel like Sean O'Malley knocks him out in the first round, to be honest. Oh yeah. Sean O'Malley knocks him out in the first round and then he Rants and raves how he's the best at the best at what he does, and that he's not undefeated, or that he's still undefeated, and all that crap that he can't get off of his head. Uh, what's your predictions for the main card? Uh, so for my predictions, we're gonna go ahead and go off strong on a step, and I'm gonna say I got McGregor, McGregor winning. McGregor winning second round TKO. Fair. Uh, for the Burns and Thompson, I got Burns winning the third round TKO against uh, Thompson. 
Yeah. Uh, for the Tai Tuivasa and Greg Hardy fight, I got uh Tai Tuivasa winning. First round knockout because I know I know that's how he is in the past. He's yeah. he's got pretty he has a bad. Lot of power. He has a lot of power. He's gotten some pretty bad first round knockouts. And for the girls, for the two girls that are fighting, the one with the weird name, uh, the one that Jan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got her winning by. I got her winning by decision. Yeah, that's fair. I got her winning by decision, dude. There, I mean, no disrespect, and I don't need anybody to be like, oh, you need to cancel him, but they're girls. I know they hit hard, but come on. Yeah. Be real, guys. Be real. Uh, and then for the Sean O'Malley fight versus the versus the Chris. Matinho. Uh, Matinho. Uh, I don't want to lean this way, man. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say O'Malley, but I mean, obviously, this kid's making his debut, so it's going to be lightweight, light work for O'Malley. So, give me O'Malley by one, by round one. Yeah, I I didn't want to do that, but I already know what's going to. I already know. Yeah, I feel like that's just the way it is, though, isn't it? Yeah, it it sucks, man. When you know that's that's how it that's what it's come to, but in a sense, it's like, all right, that's what it's come to. I got to pick it. Yeah. Um, Chad Mendes teases MMA comeback. That's new. Wow. Uh, I saw him hitting pads. I saw a video. He's been, he's been pretty good, man. He's been pretty good. Uh, mid-year MMA awards, and those are going down. Like the ESPYs and all that, I think is what they are. Yeah, those awards are happening. Uh, I think last last day to vote on things is like July something, but I do know that those that those fights are all going down, or not fights, but uh, awards. Not fights, awards. Thank you. The award show is all going down. So the mid-year one, and I know Sug Rose is being nominated. Uh, Kamaru Usman is being nominated. Um, Francis Ngannou is being nominated, and a couple other prospects are being nominated. And I don't know why Jake Paul is being nominated, but I guess. <laughs> but Jake Paul is actually being nominated. Yeah, nominated for his incredible knockout over Ben Askren. What's up? If anybody, like, okay, so you know how you keep saying O'Malley is a fraud? Nah, he's a fraud. Homie's a fraud. Jake Paul, fraud. Yeah. I don't care what people think because it's true. He is a fraud. And you know why he's a fraud? Because his fights ended. His fights end in the most dumbest way ever. It's like you're not fighting anybody real. Apparently, from what I've seen on 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 the on the TikTok, apparently from what I've seen, apparently there's supposed to be another uh, god awful UFC or uh, not UFC, another god awful TikTokers versus YouTuber event. But I don't, I don't, I, don't, I just it's not. 
Uh, yeah, so it doesn't really... Normally, it tells you on here uh, who's being nominated, but it's not telling me who's being nominated. So, uh, yeah, it's not really telling me who's being nominated. Uh, did you want to do your picks for the prelims as well? Uh, I don't think I've got them written down. I, I, I don't know all the prelims. Carlos, I know there's, I know there's Carlos, Carlos Condit versus, Carlos Condit versus Max Griffin, Nico Price versus Michael uh, Piera, uh, Ryan Hall versus some... Tapora, Lillen, I, I don't know, man, these names ridiculous. Well, in, in the Carlos Condit fight, uh, I feel like I've got Carlos Condit by uh, KO in the second round. Uh, in the Nico Price versus Michel Pereira fight, I've got uh, Pereira by decision. Um, and in the um, the Ryan right. Hall versus the German, uh, the German fighter, uh, the I have... German fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so let's come to the German fighter. Well, that that's what I really know about the guy. Uh, is he undefeated? Uh, yeah, he's ten and he's ten and zero. <laughs> the German fighter is ten and zero. Um, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, dude, I'm scared because what if this guy just comes out and just manhandles Ryan and Ryan can't do anything about it? Like, dude, he gets up there, man. That's it. Ryan is Ryan is a small guy, but he's a wizard, apparently. So, who knows, man? Who knows? He's a wizard. He could he could use some like spells or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, no, so I got Carlos Condit in the second round against Max Griffin uh, between Nico Price and that fight. Ooh, I, I got I got Nico Price by decision. I feel like their fight's going to be an incredible... Entertaining. An incredible, entertaining fight, yeah. to say the least. Uh, on this day... Jan Blachowicz shut down, and I believe that is if it's what I think, if it's the knockout I think it is, it's definitely, yep, Luke Rockhold, July 6th. That knockout hurts. That <laughs> hurts me every time to watch that knockout. Man got obliterated by Jan's left hand. Yeah, that was crazy. And he was not ready for that. Also, on this day in 2018 or 2017, I believe it was one or the other. Um, Moskinal need Ben Askren in the face. Oh, no, it was 2019. Was it 2019? Yeah, and also on that card was uh, John Jones versus uh, Thiago Santos. Which was an incredible fight, really. That was a good fight to watch. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it was on that. It was on that. Um, can we talk about how how disappointing the uh, the UFC poster for for the McGregor and Poirier fight is? Like, 
Dude, honestly, I've seen some bad posters in my in my UFC like journey to watch these fights, man. I've seen I've seen some bad posters lately, man, but that poster is just ridiculous. There's like nothing interesting about it. Yeah, it's just like plain. It's like it's a plain poster. Well, well no, I just seen no, I just seen something really interesting saying that oh, this one right here, boys. Uh, Barstool Sports. Thirty-four minutes ago, brand fresh right off the press. Here, here, here. First, uh, select AMC theaters will be showing UFC two sixty-four Poirier and McGregor three on Saturday. I don't know if you have to live in a certain place for that. If you have to do something for it, I'm not sure. But movie theaters, big old movie theater screen. Enjoy the fight, dude. I don't know where this is at, but I want to go. There's literally like one. There's literally one up the street. Okay, so AMC AMC theaters will be showing McGregor and Poirier in a select location of twenty five dollars for a ticket. Woof! All right, it's kind of smart. I like this. They're they're onto something. Uh, check your local listings if it sounds like. It appeals to you. Uh, what a fantastic idea. I know some smaller theaters have screened WWE slash UFC slash boxing showing in, showings in the past, but how how has it taken this long for them to catch up to the mainstream? AMC should be doing this monthly. It's brilliant. Don't want to pay $75 for pay-per-view on Saturday. Uh, go to the movies with a couple of your buddies and watch UFC 264 on the big screen for 25 bucks. There you guys go. Let's go. Uh, now, how the uh, is even allowed to do that? Here's my thing about it. If I'm at the movie theater, is the SWAT going to kick in the door <laughs> and tell me to get on the ground because I'm technically illegal streaming the fight, but really I shouldn't be getting in trouble for it. It should be the movie theater getting in trouble for yeah. it. Or is this just some brilliant way to catch – is this just some brilliant way to catch uh, streamers? Like, people who don't want to pay that are just going to stream it, and then you're going to go there and just, bam, get busted. Like, you're going to get your popcorn and all that, go right through the door, and then FBI is going to be like, come with me. It's They're on to me. They're on to me. Let me, text the rest of, let me text the rest of the boys not to come to the movie theaters. It's a scam. To, oh, to be honest, you know, it's a smart way of thinking about, uh, because obviously the, the movie theaters make money off it, but you right. don't have to pay as much. You don't have to make, pay as you much. You don't. As you don't have to pay the $75 for the pay-per-view. Yeah, so it's smart. Oh, let's go. AMC, AMC Theaters, Foothill 17. It's 11 miles away from me. Let's go, baby. I know where I'll be at this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you, all you have to do is just watch out for the FBI on the way. No, man. It's like, dude, like, okay. No, honestly, now thinking about this, what if they're just dressed up as casuals, bro? <laughs> bro, a lot of factors play. Like, dude, nobody's asked Dana White about this, and I don't want them to ask Dana because then Dana's going to be like, oh, no, we got surprises for those people. It's like, dude, come on, don't do this to me. Please don't. Dana and, Dana and the FBI are going to have to drag me out that movie theater because I'm not leaving. <laughs> That's how it's gonna go down. That's the only way it's gonna work. UFC is gonna have to pull me out that movie theater because I am not leaving. 
yeah, yeah, but that, that the 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 thing about the movie theater is that's pretty awesome. Them them showing uh, a McGregor fight in the theaters, that right? Is... And you know the the cool thing about it is you know last time I was at last time I was at the movie theater just recently, you know they wasn't they didn't enforce sitting six feet apart. They didn't enforce having your mask on, you know. And, you know, it kind of felt good to be in a movie theater, you know? It kind of felt normal, you know? So, in a sense, you're showing one of the biggest pay-per-views. And you got to think, how many people are going to be... How many people are going to do that first, go to the movie theaters? How many MMA fans are you going to have? How fast are you going to sell those 25... I mean, $25 to view a fight card? Come on, that's not bad. You know, yeah. Uh, UFC 264. Chris Weidman keys, keys, and a prediction for Conor McGregor and Poirier. I think he's going with Poirier again. I think so. Uh, this one one day ago, uh, UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou lands another movie, another Hollywood movie role, and uh, yeah, he was recently in the new Fast and the Furious. It's pretty good. Um, they did him yeah, dirty. That's that's the thing about Francis. Why is he going into all these movies, and he he can't even have a fight with Derek Lewis? Because like, he's because he's a champion now, and Hollywood actually wants him now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like whoever Francis fights next, I feel like he lo- Francis loses his fight because if you look at all the great fighters that have done stuff like that, uh, gone into movies and stuff like that. Um, I, I remember, yeah, Bisping, um, Lennox Lewis uh, in boxing. Um, all these fighters uh, that have done this have got knocked out in the next fight after that. So it's going to be strange. It's going to be weird to see what happens in his next fight. I mean, maybe the man is just having fun. I mean, yeah, I get you're the champion, dude. But out of sense, man, come on. You got you to gotta finally... You got to finally fight, man. You know? There's a there's an old saying you can't be um, one foot in and one foot out of fighting because if you're one foot out of fighting, um, your whole game is off. Yeah, your whole game is off. You can't be fifty fifty. You have to be a hundred percent about fighting, or a hundred percent not about fighting. You can't be fifty fifty. You know, and the, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, man landed a movie role in Jackass, so obviously they're gonna be. Obviously, he's gonna be hitting somebody. Oh, jackass! Yeah. So obviously, somebody's gonna get punched by. They're gonna do something, some punching thing by Francis Ngannou, and somebody's gonna get knocked out by Francis Ngannou, and it's not gonna be good. That's going to be insane. Um, I guess I don't. I don't like when they do the live when they do the uh. I don't like when UFC opens the uh, UFC pickums early. Like, keep them closed until the day of the fight, because I'm not gonna make my picks till Friday morning, Saturday morning, actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. AMC theaters, select AMC theaters around the world or wherever they're at. I don't know. Um, wherever they're at, uh, city-wise, I would advise you guys look up your area code and try to see if they're showing the fights there. I mean, 25 bucks. 
if I if I was if I were you guys and I were going to the movie theaters to watch the fights, easy easy thing to do. And I used to do this all the time. I still do it. I just don't do it as much anymore. Um, movie theaters are pretty much okay with you taking in your own snacks. So yeah, just take a backpack or take a <laughs> well, don't take a backpack, but um, take like a bag or something, or just kind of hide them. Take a jacket and just. Kind of, you know, put your yeah, just put your snacks in there. I mean, it worked, man. I used to do it all the time. I used to sneak in candy to the movie theater all the time. And then when I realized you didn't have to, you didn't have to worry about it, and you could just ask them. I was like, oh, I felt stupid because I kept doing it. So yeah, it, everybody down used to sneak stuff in, like strange. You, I mean, you yeah, could sneak candy and all the time i used to put it like around the like around like the inner like waist part of like you know and then just sneaking candy but then they were like oh you don't have to sneak it in you can ask and then like oh all right well i don't have candy on me but secretly i did you never asked and they never found out um man i don't know what oh uh, ooh. Darren Wynn withdraws from UFC, from UFC on ESPN 26. Uh, critical separated rib and torn cartilage. Ooh. That's a nasty that, injury. That sucks, man. You're out for a minute after that one happens. Yep. That's a big injury. Yeah. That's a that's a career threatening injury. Yeah, definitely. Uh, UFC fighter Rafaan cleared by Usada after. Oh, we already talked about that. All right, who the commentary team's looking like this week? It's looking pretty good. We got a. Uh, we got the uh, we got everybody back. Basically, when did this car accident happen with what's his name? Uh, John Dodson. Yeah. I think it was a couple of days ago. Wow. Glad he, he's he okay. Finally, he nearly died. I'm so. glad he's okay and he didn't. That would have. Yeah, that would have been really bad. Yeah, he's a veteran of the game as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, on the good side of things, Jake Paul did donate to a UFC fighter, so you know, um, dealing deals with uh financial financial hardship and a, of a newer UFC talent. So I respect him for that. Yeah, a little bit. I heard about that. Uh, he donated. Um, money to a UFC fighter who needs like travel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, already setting up bars and advising people to kind of just be calm and take it easy. Uh, for Saturday, <laughs> uh, Louisiana people are gonna get wild again. Uh, I will. I will tell you this much for a fact. I know I am losing my voice. By sat uh by Saturday, so yeah, same here. 
If it's anything like last time, man, yelling from my table, the kid from Louisiana, oh, it'll it'll get pretty bad. Uh, I think that's it. I don't really see anything else. Uh, UFC two sixty three. This was three weeks ago. Fan ripped ref for not stopping right after fighter. Oh, okay, that was old stuff. I I've covered all my notes anyway, so. I've, yeah, I've covered all of my notes anyways. So as it comes to the concluding end, um, yeah, anybody who plans on watching the fight this weekend, please be safe. Don't go to any crazy bars or any crazy places like that. Um. <laughs> So all it takes is all it takes all it really takes, man, is the one uh is honestly the one wrong thing for somebody to say and then um And then you get knocked out by Joe Joe Schilling. Yeah, and then you get knocked out by somebody because somebody was like, Hey, Conor McGregor sucks and then you know, you think you're a UFC fighter and you want to go knock that person out for saying Conor McGregor sucks and so uh moral of the point is if you go anywhere, please be safe. Uh, watch the fight at home, go to the movie theaters, go to the bars, go to the sports bars, uh, wherever you guys go, just be safe, be, be responsible, you know, don't don't get into any crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, I know for me, I'm probably going to watch it from home. Um, yeah. Just because I feel the safest here, invite some friends over, obviously, uh, feel the safest, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Anything else, Jake? Anything else you wanna you wanna throw out there real quick? Not really, yeah. Um I'm just so hyped about uh the Conor McGregor fight. It's gonna be it, it's a big week, man. It's a big week. Uh just kinda everybody who's kinda listening to this now, uh just keep it locked on the Instagram. I'll be sharing stuff throughout the week, uh post fight, uh post fight, pre fight. Uh, after fight coverage, all the face, all the all the face offs, everything like that. Um, press conference highlights and all that stuff. Because y'all know when Conor McGregor is on the press conference, it's always going to be good. He's going to say something, and I want to know. Seriously, I want to know what Conor McGregor is showing up to, uh, tonight or tomorrow this week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what he brings to the press conference as well. I want to know if it's I want to know if it's nice Conor or if it's Conor that just doesn't care and Conor that just wants to fight everybody. So, yeah. Uh, well then, with that being said, I guess it is uh time for every for both of us to get off. So, Jake, I will talk to you next week. And yep. we will cover all the news and media and all that crazy stuff that's going on. And I will see you next week, Jake. Safe.